welcome back to the Roaring Twenties podcast. My name is Annie K. And I'm Elijah Z. We're talking about life as 20-somethings in the 2020s. We're going to get vulnerable. We're going to weave in a bit of research. And we're just going to try and figure it out. We're doing it. It's the 20s, baby. Get ready to be pushed out of your comfort zone. A good shove out, out of the comfort zone. Hi guys, welcome back. Welcome. We're here talking about friends. It's like that that song on from Marshmallow, but that's about like being in love with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. A little we're not, different. We're not talking about loving your friends. Yeah, we well, are. Well, yeah, but but not in that way. More of like friends in your twenties, and uh-huh. that's definitely something Figuring that people struggle with. Yeah. You so, know, because you go from being surrounded with all these people that are the same age as you uh-huh. and kind of, like, same life level. Like-minded. In, yeah, in college. Yep. And then you're just thrust into a world where you're suddenly having to go out and make those connections yourself. Yeah. It's like you're, you're in a pond and then they just drop you in the Pacific. You know, like, <laughs> go, you know? It's a great analogy. Yeah, it's like Nemo in the bubbles, you know, when they, like, at the end of Finding Nemo, uh-huh. where they're, like, in the ocean, in the bags, and they're, like, where do we go now? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and you kind of feel, no, that's a great analogy, actually, because yeah. then you're, like, in your own little space, and you're, like, okay, how do I reach out? How do I maintain these friendships? And, you know, you're also looking for, like, genuine friendships, so. Uh-huh, absolutely. So, on this podcast, what we do is we figure it out together. We're going to look to some research, uh, and then we're going to get vulnerable ourselves. But what we're going to try to do throughout this episode is speak about the importance of social capital. We're also going to be touching upon quantity versus quality uh, and, and how, how you develop these types of relationships, kind of depth versus breadth, and then wrapping it up with how to effectively grow your network um, because friendships are great for mental and emotional support but I think as we develop our skills in the workplace it's also nice to bounce ideas off of people um, that have some type of experience and that in itself is a friendship as well mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting but you know before we hop into all of that I want you to hop onto your Instagram and I want you to go through your close friends. Do you use close friends on, on Instagram? No, not really. You don't? Mm-mm. I used to. But then I didn't give a fuck and I just started posting yeah. it forever anyone. Um, but I know a lot of people do. So how do you feel like with relationships on social media and how those are communicated, especially like when you have situations with like close friends, do you feel like more connected to someone if they have you on their close friends list? Like what does that look like to you? Well... See, so I see a disconnect there because I've been noticing that, like, I'm on people's close friends list that I, like, have never met in real life or haven't really even talked to. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure, like, kind of, I guess everyone has their own definition of, like, what they use close, what friends, close for. friends for. I feel like sometimes people maybe use close friends um, and they check off people that they know or they've met in person mm-hmm. rather than, like, randos that follow them. And or they that can... they know of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Like, how do you use social media to interact? Like, either TikTok or Instagram? Do you send... Are you a meme sender? Yeah. You're yeah, a meme sender? Yeah, I really like following meme pages. You're a big meme energy. Yeah, and, like, news. News? <laughs> news and stuff, and, like, if it's something relevant... I don't know, like, for example, recently, there's been all these things about 
vaccination sites in LA and how they're opening up to like younger people and so I'll like send those to people I know in LA Mm -hmm. like I think I I like to um give information out if Mm -hmm. I like see something relevant to someone else or like if I have a, a, a friend in the music industry and like I see something relevant to them like I like just sharing knowledge yeah. on, on IG. No, it's an effective way to uh, share information, and I think it's an effective way to connect with friends. But then also, I feel like it, it could also be tough if you are not using the platform, if you're just using the platform and you're not reaching out to the person or not like having phone conversations or mm-hmm. text messages or things like that. Because I feel as if maybe some friends that I have that I just, like, will send things to, mm-hmm. but necessarily I'm not as, like, connected to, yeah. if that makes but sense. But I, I kind of see it as, like, a touch point. It's, like, this okay. made me think of you. Uh. And, because, and, I mean, I I personally really like it when people send me stuff. Okay. And they're like, oh, like, this made me think of you, or, like, isn't this cool, like, or you would like this. Um, so I kind of see it as, like, a touch point, but, like, yeah, also agree with you that there needs to be something else something in addition to that, to that yeah i do like, like when i open up tiktok and people send me like uh tiktoks i get excited because it's like they watched it and they thought it was like funny or entertaining so yeah. i feel like i'm gonna like that yeah you know it's like they're sharing joy yeah exactly it's funny though like the development of like friends and now the way that we communicate with friends and how we use these social platforms now it's actually really interesting mm-hmm. like to communicate with their friends we send them memes on instagram yeah. You know, like, it's its hey, own language, though, for sure. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't send, like, you wouldn't send those, like, I guess, dank memes to, to just anyone. Right. You know, like, you have to really know the person and know that they're not either going to be, like, offended by it or they're, they're not going to think, like, you're a weirdo. Right. It's like your close friends in itself. Like, oh, you know, do I know this person well enough to send them this? Yeah. And, like, know their sense of humor. Right. Yeah. Which is I funny. I think that's huge. But yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, push the question to the listener, like, how do you use your social media to connect with your friends? You know, is close friends something that you use? Are you sending memes? Um, And as we become more and more connected through social media, what does that relationship look like with your closest friends on these platforms? And then on the opposite side of that, should we talk about muting? Yeah. Like, do you do you mute people? On Instagram? And if you do, like, for what for what reasons? So I'm not on Instagram that much to mute people okay. because I'm not, like, going through it. But there are definitely some people that I have to follow because I'm f- friend. Like, there we have we share a mutual friend mm-hmm. and we've met before and then they followed. And then it's like, fuck, like, I have to follow back because mm-hmm. it's, like, bad if you don't. And then you, what if you see them again and then you didn't follow back? Oh, that's true. And they, but do, you, do you think people are really checking? Absolutely. I, I know people are checking. You know, you know that people are checking like who's who's following them. Yes. Oh. I feel like I've had way more conversations than not on people saying like, "Oh, this person didn't follow me," or "This person unfollowed me," or something oh, along crazy. those lines. I think a lot of people look into it. Hmm. Uh huh. Because like I know people that will follow someone, and then if they don't follow them back, like within the few days, like they'll unfollow. That's messed up. Yeah. That's really messed up. I don't know. I don't really agree with that. But there are some people that, like, I was like, oh, okay, like, I'll follow them, and their content is, like, actually the worst. Like, I was talking about it with oh, a friend yeah. the other day, and I haven't even been on social media, and they were, they just recently got off, and they're like, thank God I don't have to look at X's stories. Uh, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, I totally understand where you're coming yeah. from. 
So I, don't, I think people definitely uh, read into the, the muting for sure. Mm -hmm. Are you a muter? I, I mute people if it's stuff, like if somebody is posting the same exact shit all the time. I.e. Like, like for example, this is going to sound really bad, but like young people that I know that have started families. <laughs> And they'll, like, just oh, well. post their kid uh -huh. all the their time. Baby. It's and like when people like, post their dogs. I I would, I don't mind the dog. <laughs> Personally, I, don't, um, the I don't want the baby content. Give me the dog content. <laughs> like, it's different. Like, I don't know. Like, okay, maybe, maybe it's, I mean, I can definitely see how on the, <laughs> on the mom side, the kid is way more important. But for me, the dog. The dog holds <laughs> way more This is really bad talking about it. Okay, wait, another example. I guess, like, for example, there's this, like, friend that I know that's, um, she would do, like, makeup looks every single day and, like, post about it every single day. And at some point, you just, like, you're just, you know what to expect when you click right. on their story. So, like, hey, queen, I see your winged eye, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got it. But, but also it was like a makeup page, but you know, it's just like not, it doesn't yeah. get relevant to you at some point. Uh -huh. Or that's a whole nother subject when like friends make accounts for things that they're doing. And they, and they follow you. And it's like, bro, I don't give a fuck about your journey. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm like invested in your life, but not that far. Yeah. But then there are other people where I'm like, no, I, I do want to see where this side project goes or I want to support, but then everyone's making accounts for fucking everything. And it's just like a lot to keep it track is. of. It is. Yeah. Even like, do you remember all the, the school ones that were made? Mm -mm. like Pepperdine there'd be like just so many subsets of everything oh my god yeah I was one of those people I had like a little Instagram of my own you know oh. with um the Unite Pep stuff like oh, the, oh yeah the little side campaign but needless to say it's like okay like maybe in the moment it's like yeah sure follow but it's like dude I didn't fucking touch that thing in you know two yeah. years three years and it just kind of dies yeah so needless to say you know the friend interaction is definitely interesting on social it's media and it seems to be the most effective, efficient way to communicate nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to try to figure this one out. But first, let's get vulnerable. Let's do it. Okay, so part one, we get vulnerable. How do you feel about friends? Where are you at with this mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Let's break <laughs> it down. Spiritually, yeah. Um... So I would say, you know, throughout my life, I've kind of been more of a quality over quantity kind of person, um, just because, like, it kind of overwhelmed me to have a lot of friends, because then, you know, just keeping track with everyone and making sure that you're keeping up the relationship, like, that was always, that's always, it's just hard to do. Are you, you know? an introvert or an extrovert? Like, are you uh, introverted, yeah. Okay, so you're energized by time with Annie Kay. Yes. Okay. And so, you know, I kind of viewed friends as, you know, like me giving away a part of myself, mm -hmm. like me, uh, reserving energy for those people. And like, you know, obviously I, I love my friends and, and things like that, but having a lot of them and needing to constantly keep up with them and plan stuff was, uh, just something that wasn't a priority for me. Yeah. You know, like I, I definitely was very much trying to kind of keep like a, a balance, mm -hmm. but I always had other stuff going on that kind of took priority. Mm. So friend, being with friends was kind of the like reward for like, you know, whatever school or work or whatever. Like right. it was, um, it's not something that I like had time to do all the time is hang out with friends. So, um, I also had a lot of international friends growing up 
uh, I went to a really diverse school and for some reason that also was true in in college like all my friends were pretty much international kids Mm -hmm. and for me that made it like really interesting because I just really like learning from their from them and their home countries and just like all the stories that they had and um and another thing that you know got me thinking about this when when we decided to do a friendships episode is I like never really had like a true best friend or I Mm -hmm. think like childhood friends Mm -hmm. like I think maybe it's it's mostly on me that I hadn't kept up those relationships from my childhood yeah um but that's just to say like my friends were always changing um so like for example with the international kids like a lot of them went back to their home countries after school, so it was definitely difficult post-graduation to kind of be like, okay, I kind of have to like start over with friends, because everyone kind of went back. So um, I actually used Bumble BFF. Hmm, for, how was that experience? It, I, I really like it. I really enjoy it. So for, for people that aren't familiar, I mean, Bumble in itself is, you know, there's there's the dating section, but there's also two other ones. There's a, the BFF where you just make, like, platonic friendships, and then there's a business side where you, like, network. So I used the BFF one. Um, I think I started using it, like, my senior year of college, and then I honestly, like, still use it sometimes. Huh. Um, still have my profile up, and I've met some really cool girls through there Amazing. that I, like, go on trips with and, and just, like, really enjoyed meeting and like still keep in touch with them so I think that is an amazing way to make friends and kind of like break that weird like social barrier you know you just kind of have some conversations on on the app and see if you have things in common and then the goal is just to like get off the app as quickly as possible for me so like I kind of just feel it out and see if like we vibe and then I'm just like okay let's go do something. Right. Um, well, it's a mutual place and both parties are comfortable and you're mm-hmm. going in with an expectation to meet someone and grow a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really strong when the intention is set going into you know trying to meet someone. Yeah, definitely. And I mean the app makes it really easy too. Like you can even say like what you're looking for. Like, whether that's a travel buddy or a roommate or wow. something else. And then, you know, there's all these prompts that you, like, fill in. And then um, it's it's just, like, great conversation starters. So it makes it really easy for you to, to connect that way. So, I mean, I'd, I'd highly recommend um, using that. And you if know? you said this a year ago, I would be like, you're, you're, you're pretty fucking crazy. And you're weird. And why can't you make friends? <laughs> really? Seriously, I would have judged you hardly. And I'm judging you probably, like, maybe 5%. Needless to say online is literally the way to go nowadays Mm -hmm. with dating with everything it's just the new way Mm -hmm. and needless to say I feel as if friends online is almost easier than finding like a companion online or like a you know proper relationship online so I I mean I've had my relationship on bubble too (laughs) yeah well not to say that that's bad but I'm saying it in it's my like mind, casual. yeah, it's almost yeah. easier to meet a friend online rather than, like, a significant other online, mm-hmm. I guess, in my mind, because it's, um, it's there's less, less pressure. pressure, Yeah, right, and you, you could connect with some people, maybe not, like, fully, but you could have some interest, and then you could do those, like, subsets of interest together, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and like, then, having, like, a shopping friend. Right, having, or go like, to the museum yeah. with someone, or read, what's, whatever that may be, versus, like, dating, which is more of a holistic picture yeah. of alignment. Um, so I wonder, I guess, why finding friends online 
isn't as popular as dating online. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think definitely with the pandemic, um, I just did some quick research in it and saw some articles that said, like, 12 friendship apps to meet someone, and I was like, whoa, like, crazy. Like, because I only really knew, like, I only had Bumble BFF on my radar as, like, a friend one. And that's the only one I know. Like, if you're like, oh, where can you find friends online, quote, unquote, I would say Bumble BFF. Yeah. But then outside of that, I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. Because, like, you wouldn't want to, like, find a friend on Craigslist. Right. That's... <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you're looking for, like, a fun adventure, you Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that... I feel like it should be kind of, you know, a designated platform for friends. But, yeah. I mean, not there's other... Is. Yeah, there's definitely things. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of uh, apps out there. So, I would say if, you know, you're feeling lonely, just download it. Just, yeah, try it. Give it a shot. What the yeah, hell? why not? Right. It's, it's just swiping. It's really, it's, honestly, it's, it's a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's really a game. But yeah. But also, another tip, okay, if you create a Bumble BFF profile, like, actually fill out your bio because it really annoys me when people, like, don't put anything. Or they're like, just message me on IG. Like, I yeah. don't check this app. I hate that. Like, like it shows that you don't put in the effort to, like... Right you know, showcase who you are as a person, and I, like, immediately swipe left on But I think like that, that extends to any type of online profile. Like, True. do a bio. Yeah. You need it. You, you literally It literally takes, it. like, a couple minutes. But actually. Yeah. Could be the reason why people don't swipe on you. So, yeah. So, what, what about you? What is your experience with, uh, with friends. friendships? I love friends. Friends. Good old friends. Okay, actually, I have, like, a little bit of backstory. It's a fun story. So, being born and raised in New Haven, Connecticut, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school... And I was deeply in the closet, which we've talked about. So I had no friends. My two best friends were my grandmother and my cousin. Shout out Bev and Teresa, because those are my people. Needless to say, I would be in bed, and I knew that I couldn't really open up, because the people at my school that were open necessarily didn't receive, like, quote-unquote hate. Like, they weren't being shoved in lockers, but they were social outcasts. Mm. And I saw that, realized that that's something that I never want to be, so I'm going to hold my personality as tight as I can to my chest and not let anyone see it and just go by and blend in as best as possible. So what did that mean? Like, what did that look like for you? So I would go in and I would make no deep connections with anyone. Because I was, like, definitely afraid that if they found out that I was gay and they told people, then I would be a social outcast. So I was, like, cards to the chest. Like, I'll have interactions with people and they'll relatively know me, but not really. Um, And there was a situation I vividly remember, like, everyone, like, signing the yearbooks and I had, like, no one to sign my yearbook. And I was like, dang, in college, I'm going to be the Regina George. I'm going to go full 180. I'm going to walk down the campus and people are going to see me and they're going to know me so going into university that was my goal or at least one of them um and needless to say I I accomplished that goal relatively I would Um, say so yeah and it was something that I, I really genuinely wanted and when I hit campus like the first day I started talking to literally everybody and I was out of the closet at that point and I felt just like finally confident enough to just like make those types of connections and I didn't want to go through another four years of not making those Mm -hmm. connections so I went from being best friends with my grandmother and my cousin to being best friends with nearly the whole campus Um, and it was just a, a stark contrast to say the least 
then eventually I got into promoting as well. And that even brought more relationships and more relationships. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I was completely flooded with relationships, mm -hmm. where I was just constantly speaking with people, constantly connecting with people. And I'm an, ex I'm an extreme extrovert. So in that sense, it was really great because I was constantly energized. But I was also exhausted because I didn't know who was my actual friend and who mm -hmm. was there just to like go out or who was there just to like... Um, I don't know, do, do different things per se. So it got to the point where I was, you know, rounding up my senior year and I, I took a step back and I was like, dang, what was this experience like with friends? And it's funny because a lot of people would see it on paper and they would say like, oh, you know, this kid had all of these friends and he must have had such an amazing experience. And I really did. But near at the end, I started to get social anxiety. Like I started to get so stressed out because I was so overstimulated. And... As I graduated, I really pulled back on my relationships and I really just tried to focus on the ones that I felt as if were really close to me. And it made me realize that you need to have a balance with these types of things. And I think I mentioned it prior to, I definitely spoke about it with you, but I feel as if there's three different types of friends. You have your Saturday night friends that you're going to go out, you're going to have fun. You have your Sunday morning friends that you're going to grab coffee with and talk about different ideas and get excited about, uh, I guess, more intellectual stimulating conversations. And then you have very few friends that you do both with. Right. You're going to go out on Saturday night and mm. go drink and have fun. And then Sunday morning, you're going to have intellectual conversations and stimulated conversations as well. Um, and I've really realized that having a group that could do both and having a small group of those individuals mm -hmm. is the best. And you need to have time for yourself for growth mm -hmm. and you need to be creating your own energy and working on yourself, especially during the young 20s and with self-discovery and all of these things, the time for yourself is so important, but also friends are so important at that yeah. as well. So trying to find that healthy balance. Um, and as an extreme extrovert, I've really pulled back, but I've still seen myself being energized by just learning and growing by myself. Yeah. Um, so for that journey, I'm just, I'm really grateful and seeing both sides has definitely gave me um, a perspective. Wow, full mm. circle. Full circle. So how how often would you say you hang out with, like, your small group of friends? Like, do you try to see them, like, once a week? Or is it just kind of on a, you know, kind of spontaneous basis? So it's similar to your situation where most of my friends are outside of the states. If they're not outside of the states, they're outside of the state of California. Mm -hmm. So it's been a little bit more difficult. And then also, you know, we're in the pandemic, so it's not like you could casually fly and see people. Um, so this time really has been a space where I could grow myself. And I think that that's the, the best that you can do, at least during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of like seeing friends, I've really, really cut back. I do more phone calls and FaceTime calls with people, even people that are in the city, mm -hmm. like Los Angeles, I still will call them and I'll FaceTime them. Yeah, I won't see them in person as much. Um, mm -hmm. And that honestly has, has uh, seemed to work for me. And I feel as if you're picking up the phone and you're calling someone, I think that that's relatively similar to like hanging out with them or just like connecting with them in that way. Of course, like hanging out with someone, you're going to have like that full experience yeah. um, and doing something. But needless to say, I think a FaceTime call or a phone call every so often, you know, I, there's some people that I talk to every other day and they're in a different state and I still feel yeah. way more connected to them than even people that, you know, literally live in my same apartment.
So I think it depends. But with modern technology, it's so easy. Like even going to China, I was completely alone. I was completely isolated. But I wasn't because I had Instagram and people saw my journey and I was interacting with people. Mm -hmm. So like we talked about in the icebreaker, we are living in such a dynamic time and technology really has created the capability to stay connected for the better and for the worse. But it's truly a blessing to be Mm -hmm. able to use this and to connect with people, I mean, all around the world, or even to, you know, pull out a phone and start Mm -hmm. swiping around and then find like-minded people. Yeah, and then get off the phone and just, like, be present. Yeah, Yeah. which is really really amazing. And I know, obviously, there's a lot of downsides with social media, but I think that there are a lot of positives as well, and we can really focus on the positives. Being intentional with it. Yeah. Using it as a tool for, like, connection. Exactly. Like, which is what it was originally, you know, what it's meant, meant for, to be. Right. Yeah. And with anything, right? Like, with we're figuring out balance. So, of course, we're going to push over to one side a little bit. And we might fall off the edge. Let's hope not. Um, but we're figuring out this balance. And I think that as we figure out our 20s and we're navigating our 20s, I think we're also navigating all of these concepts and Friends is a huge part of that. Yeah. Um, so it's very much a work in progress. And I think that we are literally in the process of figuring out ourselves. We are. Yeah. And no, it's it's just so fascinating to hear your experience as an extrovert. Because like a lot of the things you said, I'm like, ah! Yeah. Like, but yeah, I mean, whether you are on one side or the other, I think, yeah, ultimately just balance. What does that look like for you? Yes. How are you spending time with yourself? What, how are you using your relationships for, um, not using them, but just, like, um... Benefiting from them. Benny, benefiting from them, and, but, like, on both sides. It's mutual, yeah. yeah. It's obviously you're not going to yeah. just, like, <laughs> suck and be like, I'm only going to benefit myself. Um, yeah, shall we get into the research? Yeah, let's pop into some of the research. So, we did some research... Um, turn to the damn research. To on on friendships. We said Google, what up, dog? What's how poppin'? Do we, how do friendships work? What's going on in the brain, socially, mentally, emotionally? Mm-hmm. What did and Google say? A, a word that I saw come up a lot is social capital. Ugh, we love good social capital. <laughs> Which is such an interesting term. I've I've definitely heard about it before, mm-hmm. but kind of seeing it, you know, so directly tied to friendships. I don't know. It just really made me think deeper mm-hmm. about like what what is a friendship. When I was in the promoting phase, this was, like, my motto. I was like, how can I have the most social capital as possible? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you know, when we talk about social capital, we're talking about the theory that social networks have value. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really referring to the connections among individuals and the, the reciprocity and the trustworthiness that mm-hmm. comes from those relationships. And, and really, I mean, w- this episode is specifically focusing on friendships, but... When, when we talk about social capital, that definitely encompasses, like, a lot of them, right? Yeah. Like, we talked about professional connections, yep. family relations, and just all the resources that mm-hmm. um, come about as a result of, right. of those friendships. A friend told me, they went to SC, USC uh, Business School, and then a quote that they gave me is, your net worth is your network. Or your Ooh. network is your net worth. Yeah, your network is your net worth. So having those people around you is going to be, you know, a direct Real reflection wealth. of that. Literally. You know? so, super cool. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, you know, social capital sounds like a resource. And, and when we mean a resource that comes out of these friendships, what does that mean? It can be 
multiple things. It can be a piece of information, like mm-hmm. your friend tells you, hey, there's this great food at this local diner. You should check it out. Or, you know, people providing assistance to you in, like, a time of need. Like, mm-hmm. say you're snowed in, you know, a friend comes and shovels your driveway. Or, you know, say you're going through an addiction. An AA group can be a really great form of social capital. Um, or if you're searching for a job, I know you really talk about this a lot, social capital is your most valuable resource mm-hmm. during that time because 70, if not 80% of jobs are found through networks. Yeah. LinkedIn, hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Me, tastefully harassing all of LinkedIn. Hello, social capital, please. <laughs> and also, another, another good example, and I'm in the, I work for a natural disaster um, nonprofit. And this was listed as an example, but social capital proves really invaluable when natural disaster strikes. And I even think of this, like, personally, like, when um, the fire went through Malibu Mm -hmm. and when we were on campus. The Woolsey Fire. 2020. And having, like, being able to stay with a friend outside of the city was, like, literally saved me. Yeah. You know, because I had no no family in the state. Right. And um, so... These are just all examples of social capital. Yeah, I think a really great example when I think of social capital, and this is obviously to the extreme form, was that episode of Black Mirror when they had the rating of Friends. Mm -hmm. Did you see that episode? So I think that that's that's literally social capital, or at least that's what I think of it when I see social capital, as in what's people's perception of you almost, Mm -hmm. and, you know, how well connected are you? Yeah. I agree with with that somewhat, because I also feel like you know, people can perceive a certain thing about you, but, like, oh, you, yeah, you that's don't Instagram. necessarily... But you don't necessarily have to, like, conform to, like, what... You don't have to be doing things for people to see you a certain way unless it's, like, for a professional purpose. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, you want to be, like, your authentic self. Yes, you definitely want to be your authentic self, but there's, like, why I was... Why I had so much capital when mm-hmm. I had so much capital. Now I don't place as much value because it's a bit soul-sucking, but... For you to portray a certain image, you're going to have more capital. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, why does Kim K or why do any of these other social media people, specifically on social media, have stronger social capital? It's because they look a certain way and they act a certain way. Yeah. And if you want to... You could turn a blind eye to it and say that it's, it isn't, but it very much is. I think it's just a different form of social capital, but it's not like... You know, it's not like if a disaster strikes, they're going to, like, turn to their followers and be like... We need in their real life, support. no. But if there's a situation where they, I don't know, need money or something along those lines, like that's social capital because you could turn to them with a GoFundMe page. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. So I think it, it comes in strides. But social capital in itself could be, mm-hmm. you know, its own episode. But it's it's really interesting. And I think that if you look at it like a currency, because your social relationships, mm-hmm. you know, very much can look like a currency. Yeah. But it's hard because you don't want to like, You don't want to see it as a transaction. Yeah, but it very much is a transaction. True. You know? That's true. Um, Okay, so then when I was doing some of the research, I came across um, this anthropologist called Robin Dunbar. And it's really interesting. He correlates brain size to social groups. So what we are looking at here is an individual cannot have more than five close friends, or at least this is what... Robin Dunbar says. Is this at any point in your life? This is at any point in your life. So they're saying that, you know, animals with bigger brains can remember more, therefore that memory is intactful with meaningful connection. 
Um, so what he did is he tested this European country uh, examining six billion phone calls. Imagine going through six billion phone calls. That's kind of creepy. Did calls. people know? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think they knew. Um, and then these six billion calls were vetted by uh, 35 million people in an anonymous European country. So his uh, team went through all of these calls and they've came to the realize through the study that someone can have five best friends, another 10 close friends, so 15 mm -hmm. altogether, 35 acquaintances, and then 100 additional contacts. Mm -hmm. As in our brain physically only has the capability to memorize you know, that amount of relationships. Yeah, that so that sense. looks like 150 people they're saying, yeah. as far as from, a, you know, a, a neurological perspective. So that, you know, started to make me think, and uh, I thought about my connections in my social circles, and this study was done in 2007, so social media wasn't a direct reflection of this, but I feel as if with, you know, social media sites like LinkedIn and like Instagram, there's way more than 100 people or 150 people that mm -hmm. I come in contact with. Again, they're not super best friends, but they're people that I recognize and realize mm -hmm. and, and do connotate at least certain memories to or at least certain conversations. So I do think that this is the the 100, which is the last group of additional contacts, I do believe has been broadening a bit. I don't know if you would agree with this. I agree with that. On LinkedIn, I think it's normal to have 500 plus connections. Yeah. Like that's I mean, it's like, okay, how many people can you like call up on the phone? Not every single one of them. But I feel like at least, I mean, I think I have like near a thousand contacts on LinkedIn. And I would say that I could properly reach out to at least 500 of them, if not 650, and can say three sentences about the person. Whoa. You know? That sounds like a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's like the social capital that was like, you know, going through and being the promoter. Like, I, I learned that skill. So mm -hmm. needless to say, it's very much possible and it's very much there. But from the research, I think that the, the thing that we should really be focusing on here is five best friends. Um, mm -hmm. And you being able to only really fully invest yourself in you know five people which it's truly a compliment yeah. to them you know like out of all the people like I choose you to you know spend my time with and mm -hmm. reserve energy for and um it's really great to have those connections like you really know when you meet that person that you're like I like whenever you leave their house or whatever you're like I want to see them again yeah like, I want to hang out again Absolutely. I want to keep planning stuff and yeah um, I think it's to the the point of quality versus quantity like Quality is so incredibly important, but I do think that quantity is important when it does come to a situation like LinkedIn or it does come to a place where, you know, you're looking for opportunities or things like that. And quantity shines so bright there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people should dim on it because I know that people are like quality over quantity, quality over quantity. 100% absolutely when it comes to close mm -hmm. relationships and when it comes to being authentic and when it comes to really putting yourself out there and putting trust into someone. But when it comes to just connecting with people, I think mm -hmm. that that number of quality or quantity, I'm sorry, is, is so important. Yeah. What do sure. you think? Yeah. So, I mean, I, the studies that I looked at pretty much said similar things, uh, but they really correlated like the amount of interactions you have with your with your age so for example um a study done by scientists from 
uh, a university in Finland and the University of Oxford. They analyzed 3 million mobile phone users to, to also look at the frequency of how much they interacted with their contacts. And they found that, this was a funny term, that men and women were found to be socially promiscuous um, until about the age of 25. Yes. And then at that point, they started losing them pretty rapidly. Yeah. And women uh, losing friends fast at a faster rate than men which wow. I found pretty interesting yeah so it was a, so that, the average 25 huh. year old woman uh contacted about 17.5 people a month uh and a man contacted 19 people wow that's really interesting because yeah. communication studies is the way that men build intimacy is through shared action where women it's through shared conversation so mm-hmm. that's actually really surprising that women Maybe they have, like, stronger social ties to those 17 yeah. where men have weaker ties. Yeah, and I'm also thinking, you know, maybe even just, like, priority shifts. Like, yeah. they're thinking about children and settling down or, or maybe, like, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, they didn't really go into a lot of the reasons why women... Um, maybe could... Oh, Oh, actually, they did a little bit. They said just, like, at the beginning of the age range, you know, 25, women are more focused. Um, and so that means that they're more focused on finding the correct partner. So they are thinking yes. about settling down. Um, and once once they believe, you know, they found that person, they invest more time into nurturing that relationship. Huh. Which I, I completely that makes agree sense. with. Yeah. I can see women... Girls are, like, all about the relationship. Yeah. Like the platonic, or non-platonic, romantic relationship. They're about the romantic yes. relationship. Yes. So, I mean, I just think it's, you know, pretty fascinating that, you know, you kind of just, like, go, 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 friends, friends, friends in your early 20s, yeah. but then it kind of starts shifting, uh-huh. um, and to just kind of, like, be aware of that and expect it, yeah. and uh, and really just, you know, realize that there's going to be a shift at some point if you are that type of person right. who is just going out there and, and talking with just anybody, that, like, at some point, you're just going to have to focus on, on cultivating deeper relationships, yeah. um, and I think that's going to be a harsh truth for some people. I mean, I just think of some people in college that, like, I know... Who are just like the party goers? Literally and me. It, <laughs> I feel but like. actually, and I mean, it's like you know, you're you're just not going to be able to keep up. You can't. Like your like body it's is not li- gonna be like able it's to literally keep up. impossible. Like, and I found that out the hard way because I, but actually ran myself into the ground. But I think within running yourself into the ground, and we're going to touch upon this a little bit on the figuring it out is you it's like serial dating but with friends like you need to go through these people and see which friends are the saturday night people which ones are the sunday morning people and which ones are the ones in between Mm -hmm. um and then once you find those ones in between you continue to cultivate 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 and then that's the thing like you want to have you know really rich relationships and i mean the studies show you only can have five of those so if you could even have five of those knock on wood like that is a blessing in itself truly yeah yeah. I mean, I think I have, like, five friends tall right now. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. It's, like, uh, my grandmother, my cousin, my mother, my multiple personalities, and my hand. It's, like, uh, the Spongebob meme where he has, like, the penny and the potato chip and the tissue. Oh, my God, yeah. You know? And he's, like, my friends. Yeah. It's, like, me with well, my multiple personalities. Yeah. Well, actually, that brings up an important point. Do you consider family members, like, close friends? Yeah, my cousin's my best friend. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 100%. Cool. And my grandmother, I will fight to say it was my best friend Aww, yeah seriously that. i talked to him for two hours yesterday really oh i love the woman yeah Aww, that's really sweet genuinely I'm happy for you yeah i'm happy that i have best. she must be life. happy to just be able to like yeah you should ask her about her like i'm just curious about like old people because I, I mean i know like her friends yeah her friends yeah. like it i mean I, I i know it depends on situation like whether uh-huh. you're 
in a home or not. Yeah. Um, but, but I feel like one of my grandma, like that grandmother doesn't have as many friends, but my other grandmother is like a social superstar. Wow. Like she's going to all the restaurants. She knows everyone. Like if you were to go into a restaurant with her, she'd say hello to at least five to 10 people. Wow. Yeah. Icon. Uh huh. Honestly, <laughs> so aspire. Cool. Is that how you're trying to be? Um, not anymore. I was like that, okay. but one, I think that we're going to come back, but I feel like you need to grow mm-hmm. and I need to, I, I had to go and grow. And I'm, I'm going and I'm growing. As in, I'm growing in my corner and then I'm going to return back as an elevated yeah. version of myself. Like, right now, it's a good time to, to look inward. Yes. And then there will be time later once you're all figured exactly. out. Exactly. Like, I need to focus on my own energy and I need to focus on just getting smarter, stronger. And that can't happen when you're investing your time and energy in other people. You need to invest that time and energy in yourself. Yeah, totally you know? agree. But let's figure this thing out, you know? How are we going to have healthy relationships and how are we figuring out quantity versus quality? So we had a call to action, what we call it, or we call it, you know, a quote-unquote figuring it out phase. And when we were going through this episode, you know, Annie and I are on a little bit of different pages with this. Um, where you're more of an introvert and I'm a bit more of an Mm -hmm. extrovert and the social relationships come very easy to me just naturally because people are inclined at different abilities Um, but I want you to take the lead here on your perspective on what it means to develop relationships and cultivate relationships um, and kind of what has worked for you um, in the face of adversity or struggle when you do feel uncomfortable you don't feel energized. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, you know, we talk a lot about, like, what what does it mean to have, like, a two-way friendship and, like, a valuable, mm. quality friendship with someone, and um, I, I really like this guy on YouTube. His name's Matthew Hussey. He's a British uh, life coach, and he kind of, like, outlined some steps of, like, keeping or making friendships and, like, what how do you actually do that? And I know it comes naturally to you, but actually a lot of these steps really help me to think through um, you know, just what it means to initiate, initiate those friendships. I'm glad this was a good resource for you. Yeah. Yeah. Great resource. So one of the things he says is, you know, as a friend, you need to change your idea of like cool from being indifferent to, to excitement. What he means by that is, you know, you have some friends, you, you invite them out to do something. They're like, Oh, I'll see. I'll let you know. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Um, I'll text you. They don't get excited about it. And, um, and I think that's because they're worried about being vulnerable with you, right? Um, you don't want to seem like you care too much, but really someone else's excitement, um, in the beginning stages of those friendships can really fuel you. Yeah. And it feels like what you're inviting that other person to do, like, is, is valuable to them. Um, so create value. Yeah. Create value and like be the person that is a hundred percent all in, like don't be don't try to be the cool the cool person because right. nobody wants like I don't really care yeah like right. no one's gonna people are no, gonna stop that. inviting I wouldn't want to hang out with someone yeah. like that yeah and then um, his second tip is to be an initiator so mm-hmm. like create social opportunities because I know a lot of people who like genuinely like they sit around and they feel depressed they're like nobody's inviting me out places well you need to create Take those the yeah you need to create opportunities like ask people out for drinks ask them to like go out to the movies. Um, you need to like, you know, I think we talked about social media and how it connects us with people so easily. And so I think it's a great way to, um, bring those opportunities to people in a casual way that lets you 
develop whatever that friendship is to to something that's deeper and right. something that's like higher it's, quality use down the, the platform way. to lead to strong social interactions. Right. Start with drinks and then, you know, do something else and then see where that goes, right? But you have to like start somewhere Initiate even if it, it seems something surface level and reminding yourself that happiness has a direct correlation to human interaction Mm -hmm. and to get yourself energized and happy is going to be to connect with other human beings so if you're feeling a certain type of way like literally create the opportunity what do you want to do ask someone just reach out like again like the worst they can say is no yeah and thank you next yeah keep it moving like i mean but seriously and, I mean, you have control in that. You know, a lot of people want to have control over a situation. A great way to have control is to create the opportunity right. and then invite people in. Exactly. Um, the third thing that he recommended is contributing. And, you know, it seems common sense, but what that really means is, like, adding value. And that's not the same for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. But so, I think it means a few different things, right? Like, you sending memes via Instagram mm-hmm. is adding value. It's adding enjoyment. It's adding pleasure mm-hmm. or information. Like, you could send someone a meme, and, like, that's literally adding value in itself. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, for some people, they're, like, they're that person. They add humor to a, to a social group. Or some, pers- some other people might be really good conversationalists, and they, like, bring that, like, intellectual side to things. Um, or they're, you know, they're like the person that asks questions all the time and they're curious. Um, other people just bring a, a lot of energy and fun and you just love being around them. And, you know, I guess on the other side, there's the people who bring money. Like, you invite them because they're going to buy drinks for everyone. Or they bring the social connections. Like, you are friends with this person because they have some amazing connections and you want to learn from them and they probably have all this great um, knowledge, Mm -hmm. um, because they have, like, a wealth of social capital, so, you know, kind of just thinking about, like, what value you bring, and being really confident in that, when, when you are thinking of, uh, initiating friendships, and, you know, if you, if you're not really sure what you bring, if anything, just bring your positivity, everybody loves a positive person, um, in their group, because it makes them feel good about themselves, but it also makes them want to be around you more. So, um, so those are the three, um, is there anything that you would want to add? Yeah, I see, you know, quality, I would say quantity over quality in the beginning and trying to reach out to as many people as you possibly can to see where you align and then cultivating it from there. So go wide, then go, you know, a bit deeper, um, from there. But I, I think, you know, everything that we talked about on this episode the three things, you know, more or less are the importance of social capital and realizing that it very much has a play in a lot of relationships. And I think if you become more aware of it, you could start to see the interactions more and more, um, almost as a, a currency, but um, the currency is energy. The currency is a feeling. Um, the other thing that we talked about is, you know, quality over quantity on some ways, quantity is more important, but in the beginning, it's going to be quantity that's going to lead you to having mm-hmm. quality relationships, and that's going to be really important as well. And then the last thing that we kind of talked about throughout the episode is growing your network, and as much as we're growing friendships throughout our young 20s, also really growing that network as well, and 
relationships don't just have to look like you're connecting on all facets, but you can connect on other smaller facets of your personality, um, and that could grow into its own relationship for that specific thing, i.e. if you're into reading about spirituality, a spiritual friend, or if you're reading about, I don't know, museums, or you like a show and you invite the person over just for Bachelor on Mondays or whatever that may be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would also just add, you know, like kind of just realizing the importance, or not not realizing the importance, but realizing that these social opportunities are everywhere. Yes. Like literally everywhere. And, and more than ever because of social media. Yeah, and even, you know, like one of my things that I used to do um, is I would like sneak into Costco sometimes for the samples and just talk to all the Costco people uh-huh. and just like talk with them about their lives and, and like it would just be like so fun to do that and that would be like I don't know it was kind of random but yeah um, I got exudes... to go for the free food and I got to talk with people and like there were some really really nice people there and just kind of um, I think back to that sometimes like when I am kind of in my introverted phase I'm like oh I don't know if I should reach out but then I think back to those Costco people, people and I'm just like just ask them about themselves right. you know people love Absolutely. love to talk they love to chat yeah Going into Costco for free food exudes chaotic energy. <laughs> Wait, but it's it's like you can like really fill yourself up. I sneaked into Costco meal. and got free samples and talked to the workers. Is that weird? That's so fucking weird. But I'm glad that you're so comfortable and confident. <laughs> okay, I think I think that. people who listen to this already know that I'm weird. So I'm, okay, I'm yeah, not even I mean, embarrassed. Yeah, about but that. I like it. I like the confidence and honestly, like if you are not feeling comfortable or confident about yourself, go into Costco, get some free samples, and then talk to those people. Because I'm probably pretty sure that you'd walk out a little bit more confident after being able to speak with those people. You walk out with a spring in your step. Yeah, a spring roll in your pocket and a spring in your step. (laughs) That's Uh, a great way to end this one. (laughs) Guys, go meet some friends. If it's at Costco, it's at Costco. If it's on Bumble BFF, it's on Bumble BFF. But go do it. We'll see you in the next episode.